Hey everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite and we talk about how they got there and how they stay in power. Right now, we have my man, Wilbert Winberg. So dude, I appreciate you being here. Um, if you don't mind, give everybody you know an introduction about who you are, what you do, and then we'll take it from there. All right, thank you for having me. Um, so I am you know, an author and also I run an own company yeah. that does branding and marketing. And so what I do is um, I kind of provide a service where I kind of bridge kind of like North America and Asia together, Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of PR stuff that's needed there, um, book publishing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so basically that's what I'm doing now. And, and that's the reason why I'm here as well. I'm trying to learn from all the experts from all around the world, um, trying to provide the best value for entrepreneurs in Asia to really grow and scale. Yeah. So I learn everything from everywhere and then I bring back, um, you know, educate my client how they can do better and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. So why, um, like, why are you bridging the gap? Why are you not just like, I mean, tell me, is there really a need for that? Like they, they, you know, they don't know how to get like the press and, or, or how does that work? Yeah. So, um, I guess probably I'll just share a little bit about my story first yeah, go ahead. and then the transition will make sense. So yeah, basically I've been an entrepreneur myself for a while and, um, how long? It started since I was 19. Um, obviously, pivoted along the way. I've yeah. been in business for the last um, 12, 13 years. Yeah. And so there was this one time where I decided to fly down to um, San Diego to meet Brian Tracy. Yeah. Um, I was trying to learn how to become a better speaker and stuff like that. Um, 2017, came down, met him. Um, good three days. That was really um, how I got started. And while I was in U.S., I, I decided that, you know, um, I don't waste time flying all the way from Singapore to U.S. just to do this and go back. Yeah. So besides meeting more people, um, I actually decided that I want to conquer my fear. So for the longest time, my greatest fear in life was heights. Mm. So if I go to a shopping mall or anywhere that's like two-story high, really, my legs will start to tremble. Wow. So in U.S., there's a lot of skydiving spots. Yeah. So No, you did skydiving? Yeah, I did. So what I did was I told myself that... Whatever it is, even if you don't want to jump, just take a grab. Uh, I mean, it's Uber here, but it's grab in Singapore. But yeah. take an Uber, go to that spot, look at people jump first, and then decide if you want to do it or not. Because the problem with a lot of people is that they just sell themselves why they cannot do it, yeah. but they didn't even bother to go close to try to understand the full picture. So I went there. Um, I did a tandem jump. Um, long story short, I landed safely. I decided that <laughs> I want to do more than that. So I went to the counter. I asked, you know, uh, is there anything else that I can do? So they say on our site, you can do something called accelerated free fall program. And that is seven jumps. So once you clear that, you can jump at our site without anyone else, just by yourself. So I say, cool, I'm going to do it. I jump and jump and jump and jump. And I, it, it's so addictive, right? So what happened next was I asked them again, is there anything else that I can take? Yeah. They say, if you take this license A and you need to complete minimum of 25 jumps, you can jump anywhere around the world as long as they accept this license. So then I went to jump 25 times more. So during that time when I was trying to, not now that I've overcome, um, when I was trying to get the license, uh, what happened was on my 32nd jump, I ignored the protocol. We have a protocol when we jump. And so I ignored it. I did something called the tracking. So tracking is basically when you tilt yourself to a particular angle, put your hand beside so that you can fly from point A to point B really quickly. Yeah, You're supposed to do it once in a while, stop, 
do it again, stop, so that you can gauge the distance. What I did was... You went I, straight down, huh? No, I just uh. went all the way from one end to all the way to the other. And at that point of time, because I didn't have enough experience in terms of like um, what this is about and stuff like that. By the time I flew out, you know, we are supposed to open our parachute at 5,500 feet. How do you know that, though? Is like a GPS or what? Um, so what happens is there's this thing called the altimeter. Uh -huh. It's like a watch, but it has the, the, the height, right? And then the other thing is in, inside the helmet, there's this beeper where at a certain height, they will start beeping. Mm. So I didn't, I didn't look at my altimeter. I just kept going and going and going. By the time I realized I was too far, too low, the, the thing was beeping, right? So the next thing I did was I opened up my parachute. Yeah. Now, when I was trying to stabilize, I look out. Then I was like, damn, that place where I'm supposed to land is really far out. And so I started losing a lot of height. I couldn't even make my way back closer to the place. Um, in the end, um, I crashed. So I was on top of the, a lot of vineyard. I was in Lodi, California. Yeah. And the, the vineyard, because it's weak, right? So it's going around a, a lot of like metal bars and stuff like oh that. Oh my God. So instead of going onto it, which two guys before me who passed, yeah. went on top of it, they were like, yeah. yeah. But for me, I went into the pole instead. Oh, fuck. So lucky for me, I checked myself in the hospital and, and thank goodness, you know, just some holes, bleeding and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. went, I went back that same day. I joined my guys for barbecue, the skydivers. And they were like, half of them were like saying, dude, we thought you were gone. Because yeah. most of the time when you get into accidents, pretty much that's it. So when I came back to Singapore, I started reflecting about that. And as an entrepreneur and stuff like that, I was thinking, what if I had died that day? And when I started thinking even deeper, it wasn't even about if I was going to die. Because at some point of time, everybody will. So I was like, I can't die without leaving any footprints on earth. So what I did next was for myself at that point of time, I decided to write everything I know in a book. Yeah. And that was how I got started. I, I wrote my first book. It's called Think, Act, Prosper. So I wrote that book. Then I decided that I want to spread the message quicker. So within the next six months, I hold my first business conference. Oh, right? shit. And then there were a lot of people attending. Yeah. I share my story on the stage. What happens next was that I think there were some media people there as well from Singapore. So they picked up the story. They interviewed me. And then I think it just kind of snowballed within Asia and amongst entrepreneurs and stuff like that. They say, hey, Win, you know, your story is good. We, we want you to get on this and that. So I started going onto it. Yeah. And then slowly, people started coming back to me and say, you know, um, how do you publish a book? How do you uh, get the speakers to your conference? And how do you get interviewed by people like them? And slowly, at first I was just doing it for fun, like for, for a friend and stuff like that. I don't charge them. But eventually it got to a point where a lot of people are asking for it. Yeah. And I decided, you know, um, I'm going to charge them. But of course, like really deliver and stuff like that. And through my process of uh, doing this for my clients, I realized a lot of people have great stories that should be heard by someone else. And it could help a lot of people. Right. So my kind of PR is I don't just do it for anybody with money. I do it for ethical practitioners yeah. who deserve to be heard. And, and so it really started from the skydiving crash. Yeah. With the book, conference. I think everything was an accident, but I really love what I'm doing now. Well, with the book, you're writing it with some power players, right? Like, that, like you have Les Brown and Brian Tracy? Yeah. So, so that's the latest book that I have. It's called Power Springboard. So the first book, I just wrote it myself. Yeah. Um, and because I know Brian Tracy, so I, I asked him if you can endorse me and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I wrote my second, my third. And 
I decided that um, I want to write my last one because I think there's only this much of things you can share. Like, it, you know, some people have like 100 books and stuff like that. So to me, I don't think that's the best quality, you know, for me. Yeah. So what I did was I decided that I want people to learn from different perspectives. There are people from North America that are successful, Europe, um, Middle East, um, Russia, yeah. um, Thailand and whatnot. So I decided that I want to get the people that I know, experts in all of their field, to put them together. And like you say, Brian Tracy, Les Brown is part of that book as well. Um, I'm just trying to find more people to get on it, um, mm -hmm. to really share the experience. So people who have exited a company with like $30 million, um, you know, just got evaluated at you know, $1 billion and stuff like that. Um, we even got like medical doctors who come and really share about how to live healthier and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really true practitioners coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's powerful, dude. That's powerful. And, you know, um, I want to say one thing because I think it's amazing yeah. to have it on the podcast. Yeah. So you're getting married soon. Yeah. Right? When actually? When's the actual date? Um, so the actual date is on the 18th. On the 18th. And what's today? Today is the 12th. Well, depend on where you are right now. <laughs> That's true, right? Because yeah. in Asia, isn't it the 13th? Yeah. Wow. So it's coming up. Yeah. So so the funny thing is... So why are you in the U.S.? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just kidding. No, no, no. I, no. Like I told you, right? I, I know that you have been putting up some good stuff. And despite my wedding being so near, <laughs> you know, I told myself I have to come. You know, I look at the lineup. I look at what you're doing. I like it. And, and really, like I was just saying, there is a gap in terms of um, the between like what we are doing in Asia and what you know the other uh, the other parts of the world are doing yeah and i just want to learn so that when i go back you know when you start charging your clients and stuff like that you are really delivering value yeah. so for me it's not like i'm already good in asia and therefore i stopped learning so that's why i i flew here despite you know um my wedding is just a few days away. Yeah. No, dude. Well, that's amazing. That's phenomenal. Yeah. One, congratulations Thank on you. the wedding. Thank you. Uh, how long have you been dating her? Well, we dated for like maybe seven months. Seven months. And then there's a boy. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, it, it really didn't matter with her because I think one year, five years, it was still going to be her because she was the right one. Yeah. Um, just that, you know, the baby came. So we decided <laughs> that uh, we want to start a family. So we Good. went for it. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. So, what are you doing right now? Then, uh, like, like first of all, what are you doing right now? And then, what's your goals? Because you know, I'm, I'm asking a lot of people on this podcast, yeah. like, what are your goals? And yeah. Some people will say, I want to hit a billion. Some people, yeah. I want just want more money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is it for you? Well, um, I think for me, I I, I want to continue um, be of service to those people that I was mentioning just now, um, true practitioners that um, is trying to help people as well. Um, I just want to find better ways to deliver their message. And as you know, you know, marketing and branding, after a period of time, certain strategies um, is no longer special. Yeah. And in order to forget, for them to keep on um, you know, getting known and, 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 and heard by other people, you have to come up with better ways of doing it. So, so for me, like I say, I'm just trying to put things together to help them. Um, when it comes to like, you know, you're saying like people who say they want 10 billion, 1 billion, 100 million. Um, I have friends who have all this kind of money. Um, some of them are really happy. Some of them are not. Yeah. But when I look at those who have money and are happy, um, some of them are the ones that, you know, have a family, you know, have some kids. They go back. The wife is there. The kid is there. Yeah. I think for me, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be different from Jeremy, right? My, the, the way we define <laughs> yep, happiness. Yep. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, yeah, it's just helping people and and having a good family now. Um, and as you know, Cody was sharing on the stage, you know, how to be a good father and stuff like that. I thought it was very um, enlightening, and I was really happy that you know, hearing from someone who have achieved so much and still can be a good father, because right. I thought you must always compromise. Yeah, uh, you must give up something in exchange for something. So it's good that he's doing that. I'll be following him on his Instagram or whatever and see what he's doing, pick up the tips, yeah. and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love this speech. Like, that's why I wanted to bring my daughter there because I'm like, you know, I'm compromising on some stuff and I shouldn't be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So that's good. Dude. That's good. So, um, you know, for people that are listening in and stuff like that, um, I want to know, like, if they were looking to hire you. Yeah. Right. Um, how does that look like? How does it look like working with you and your team? Um, yeah. Walk me through that. So, I mean, because, like I say, that we, we choose the people we work with, um, you know. So right now, some of the clients that we work with, um, you know, are um, agency directors. So they might be in real estate and insurance trying to uh, grow their team. Yeah. Uh, some of the other companies that we work with are usually in SaaS or, let's say, fintech, um, crypto exchange and stuff like that. Now, even with crypto exchange, uh, we, we do look out, you know, to see if they're shady or not and what, whatever. So, um, but in terms of getting in touch with me, usually what people do is just, you know, like go to my Instagram. That's what, how people usually find me. Yeah. Uh, they just DM and then we then schedule a Zoom call, try to find if we're a good fit and stuff like that. And obviously trying to see what they want first. Yeah. You know, and, and, and letting them understand that um, because branding and marketing, if you do it organically, um, you want it to be sustainable. Um, they have to understand that the ROI is not instant. That's true. So a lot of people come in, they think that by paying 20000 200000 they're going to be like that. Yeah. But the problem with bad brand is that you have to build it over time. It's, yeah. You need to earn the trust of people. But what we can do is we can set the foundation and then you can go from there. And the other thing is a lot of people have to have the guts to, to, to push it through as well. So just because I put you on some media, that doesn't mean you know, it's going to work. You have to go out and share with people that you've been there, you've done that go onto stages yeah. so that, you know, whether it's 20 people, 200 people, they will spread that message and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Instagram DM is fine. Wilbur Winberg, that's it. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. Is there any final message that you want to give to the viewers? Um, I think ever since COVID, um, everybody is just trying to learn how to, you know, uh, manage things better. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I, I just feel like it's not how much resources we have. Um, but how resourceful we are. Yeah. So um, whether is it a $1 in a pocket, $100 in a pocket, there's always something for that dollar to be spent. Yeah. On, right? If you have the budget, go a little bit bigger. If you don't have, do it slowly, organically. But like I say, at the end of the day, you want it to be sustainable so that five years later, 10 years later, without putting any money in, it's still there. Yeah. Right? I mean, Tony Robbins will always be Tony Robbins if he doesn't put a single dollar to advertisement again. That's true. So yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show. You crushed it. And honestly, I'm looking forward to you posting about your wedding. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Good job.